This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. Hello, Reese from the Point Music Podcast thingy. Um, we just celebrated a year. We've done a whole year of this. That's pretty wild. I was supposed to have like a very cool live in the studio podcast thing last week. Um, couldn't do it, obviously, because um, someone decided to get the spicy cough and we went into lockdown couldn't do anything i'll prepare something for another time and make it cool anyway this episode here is uh a very cool one a very laid-back one and i really appreciate it the special guest was leanne tennant going by the name lt now she got a new single called holger uh very cool very dreamy pop um she is a three-time uh, Queensland Music Award winner and multiple nominees, and it's all for Blues Roots stuff, which is really weird. We'll get into that into this podcast. Anyway, I'm rambling. Ladies and gentlemen, people of all sorts, LT, Leanne Tennant, enjoy. This time we're rolling. A little bit of surprise came out. I'm sorry. Leanne Tennant, <laughs> Leanne Tennant LT. I mean, um, hello. That's it. Yay. First, we'll get to that. Bit in a second because I want to ask you about that a little bit. I kind of know why you changed it, but at the same time, um, congrats, new single, hold ya, yeah, hold ya. <laughs> it's um, because I, I had a few listens to it prior to this, and it's it's actually I you may disagree, but I've heard your stuff previously, and it's definitely a little bit something different for you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. It is. Um... Uh, it, it, it's it's similar to some of the stuff that I was putting out on my last record, Happiness Is. Mm. It's kind of a bit of a sister song to Bring It All Back, which was one of the singles off my last record, but it is moving much more in the direction of indie pop. Um, but, yeah, compared to what I was putting out a number of years ago, it's vastly different. Oh, yeah. I mean, three-time winner of the Blues Roots Award and the QMAs, I mean... It's not roots. <laughs> it all blues the same <laughs> one. Uh, I know. What is roots? Though? I mean, it's uh, like what is it? What is that's the that's the question. I mean, we were having a little talk about this previously, but um, yeah, dreamy songs, pop though. Song, songs about songs about place. That's that's how I I um see it, and I I I would link very very distant way back to i guess my my uk heritage and growing up listening to folk music mm. that is an element of roots there folk and blues but yeah this stuff's a little bit more indie pop i think uk heritage whereabouts i was born in ellesmere port which is a little town just uh outside of chester yeah it's near liverpool and manchester right yeah my dad's a northerner Oh, cool. Yeah, he's up from in Yorkshire. He's, he's from Bradford. Ah, Yorkshire. Yeah. Nice. Hey, so do you, have you got dual passport? No, I've missed out, man. Like, I actually didn't start travelling overseas until I was, let me show my age here, um, I was 31, 32, and then the cutoff is 30, isn't it? That's what I always thought it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the work, yes. But if you're, if you're, Dad is born there. Yeah, but I he's naturalised he... here though now. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I, 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 mm. yeah, I, mean, I don't want to be in the UK right now anyway. We don't want to. Do no, well, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back, back, back to the single. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to talk about your evolution, like I said, because previously your stuff was more sort of folksy and blues rootsy and that sort of stuff. I mean, not blues rootsy, but that's the only genre we've been put in. Um, why this evolution? Why have you felt like it, it needs to go to the end? You're going into the dream pop realm now and in the sort of real indie, almost into shoegaze territory if, you, if you're being careful. So why this evolution? Uh, I think the answer to that question is pretty simple for me. Um, I have listened to loads of different genres of music my entire life Mm. and the stuff that I really, really fucking love listening to isn't necessarily the stuff that I write. And so over the years I've kind of flirted with different genres um, and then for a while some of the stuff that I was writing comes back to my my folk heritage, I guess, you know, so lots of stick guitars and finger-picking and that, that type of thing, which I still, every song that I write pretty much starts that way yeah. and then it kind of moves into something else. But the, the type of music I'm writing now has always been there. There just hasn't been the right record to, to put them out on because it doesn't make sense to have something like Hold Ya next to something like Lay Me Down off my last record, which is really, really kind of folksy. It just mm. it, they, these songs have to wait until there's a collection of songs either side of them for them to make sense. Yep. Um, and I think over the years I, I have been boxed into um, alternative country, which isn't something that I have ever uh, – I, there, there is some alternative country that I really love, but it's not something that I have listened to for years and years and years. Mm. When I was being boxed in that realm, I was actually doing a lot of research and, and finding artists that I loved, you know, and running with that. So it wasn't something that was natural to me, uh, whereas growing up listening to Nirvana and Neil Young and Mud Honey and all these Seattle grunge sounds has been my world for many, many years. And I think that crossover of where things are at now is a bit of indie rock coming through, which is, you know, stems of stems of it in my head are like, oh, this is like a little melody line from some of the Seattle sound stuff that I was listening to, but it sounds nothing like it. Yes, because I would never have picked that. No, exactly, mm. but but then putting the pop elements into it just kind of, uh, it's just something that happens when, has been happening when I'm in the studio and I've been really enjoying it. And so with anything I write, I just try and let it be how I'm feeling at the time mm. rather than think about, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, because your older stuff is a lot more organic and this one's definitely got a lot more production behind it and some electronic sort of stuff coming through, so... Is there any yeah. sort of anything that's influencing the electronics sort of stuff to come through as well? Some of the artists I've been listening to over the last couple of years, such as Jack River, mm. I really love Jack River, and um, in the US, Guy Ferreira. Hey. Who are, yeah, who she's I love. Quiet, though. She's gone fairly quiet. She's been quiet for a while. I want, yeah, but great, just great songwriters, you know, like the songs are structured so, so well and they're structured really quite classically as well, you know. It's quite a classic structure. So I have been listening to a lot of that for years but with their production, even though it does sound like quite a lot of gritty guitars and things like that, there is a lot of production. Oh, big time, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's been a big influence to me. And once I've realised, I've always gone into the studio playing acoustically and been too scared because I haven't had the money and to, to be able to spend time in the studio and muck around with things, I just kind of get it done and in and out. Yeah. And this last couple of years I've had the luxury of being able to go, oh, let's, I love this sound, I love this, I love that, I love these artists, can we try this? And that's how it's kind of evolved and happened. So um, you don't do any sort of self-production at home or anything? No, I, I wish. Uh, that's my, my weak weaksness is all of that side of things tech and production and everything well, scares the hell out of plenty of no youtube idea. videos and that man i had to teach myself that last year <laughs> oh it's just yeah i know but you know i've tried and it just kind of doesn't it it doesn't stick in my brain what is it is Those, it the, the actual sort of um like I, I use i use like a lot of people use logic pro Okay, and if you yeah. if you've used GarageBand before to do demos, yes. then Logic Pro yep. is just basically GarageBand on st- on steroids. Yeah, but there's so many different bits to it. Not I really. Have, I... Not really. Oh? No. It it look. I'm. I don't have a um, like I've been playing bass for 27 years now. So, but I had. A little bit of training before that in in trumpet and baritone horn, so I could read music. But apart from that, I know stuff all about scales and music theory. Okay, I know it sounds good, and I know <laughs> I know tempo, and I know time signature, which is fairly easy, straightforward. And if you yep. work to click, and you basically have a condenser mic like what I'm using here. And in yep. interface and Logic Pro, mate, you can you can lay down demos like that, and then you could even make tracks that way. It, I didn't realize because I was like you, I was freaked out, hmm. and then I went into the whole thing. Well, maybe it's not as hard because I've been you've been in the studio several times, so surely you know how it works. But it's only yeah. when, when you're looking at studios and you're normally operating in say like uh, Pro Tools, right? Yeah. And that looks confusing to me. Yeah. But when you look at Logic, it is basically a souped-up version of GarageBand and it does the same goddamn thing. Hey, I'm going to have to look. I've got to get over my... my... Get past your fear. There's so I've many tutorials. There's, there's so many tutorials on YouTube. You've got a plethora of free information that people put up there and it tells you how to basically do it. All you need is time. I mean, shit, last year we had all the time in the world. Yeah, well, yes, that is the thing. I would love, I've always wanted to learn how to play the drums on a drum kit and so I think that would, yeah, <laughs> if I had time, I would be learning the drums. <laughs> I, I, you I'm know not. what? The people would say if I had the time, I, I... Don't get offended by it, but I was going, really? I work full-time. I run The Point. I run this podcast here. I'm in three bands. And Do I'm, you have two kids? I have three kids. Oh, okay. But, but, <laughs> but, 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 okay, and that said, the two little ones who are not really little, they're teenagers, they don't live with me full-time. Oh, there you go. And my, okay, my so eldest, and my eldest moved out of home last year. She's 20 nearly. So. Right. Okay. So mine are eight and twenty months. 
Well, it's 20 months. The eight-year-old you don't have an excuse with, the 20-month-year-old you do. Yeah, yeah, and he's hard work. Mm. Hard work. So boys, hey? Boys are... Well, I've got uh, all girls, mate, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, they are, they are naughty. <laughs> girls are naughty when they get to the teens, mate. Trust me. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think the roles swap. <laughs> boys are just stinky, that's all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, I've I've been in that position, and and because I've been teaching myself how to do this production sort of side of things, my middle child who's turning fifteen has gained an interest in in singer songwriter stuff. Cool. She's, she's learning how to play guitar. She's being tutored down here by Andrea Cohen. Thank you, Andrea. Um, and yeah. she's finding her own voice, and she knows what she likes, what music she does. She appreciates all kinds of music, and she shows me stuff that I've never heard before, which is cool. And oh, that's really cool. I've shown her how to produce. So awesome. she doesn't have all the gear I have, but I just got, I think I've got Reaper for her, which is um, a similar sort of digital audio workstation and put it onto mm-hmm. a laptop for her. And I gave her my old audio interface and a microphone and I said, figure it out. And that's what she's doing. That's if, great. If a 15 year old can do it, mate, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think the reason that I've learnt guitar and was songwriting is because I was 13 years old in my bedroom. Mm. You know, you've got all the time in the world. Nothing else Nothing else has any urgency. But it's all dramatic though too. So dramatic. So oh. dramatic. So how, yeah. ma- how, ma- okay. how much of that 13-year-old self do you still draw back on with all the drama and that sort of stuff in your life and then sort of seeps into your songwriting now? Yeah, I still do. Um, I still do have a lot of that. And that's probably why I moved into a bit of another another direction is because most of my stuff has been quite angsty, um, <laughs> dark <laughs> stuff. Nothing wrong with that. And, and taking influence from Nirvana, back mm-hmm. to my Nirvana obsession days and lyrically writing about things a little bit abstract to what, what the lyrics may portray. It's most likely about other things. Yeah. But after a number of years of kind of sitting within that, I think that's why I just felt like I'm, for my own personal sense of self and, and mental state that I needed to just try and... Uh, write things that were a little bit more uplifting and, and out of that, still with some intensive lyrics, but mm. the melody behind it, you know, feeling a little bit. I, I, I kind of needed to bring myself out of a bit of a, a state, I think. Well, Hold It does have that lightness to it, but it's influenced by something a bit yeah heavy, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you want to discuss that or not really? Yeah, no, sure. Um, so I think with the pan- pandemic, I, I've, I've been joking that when we come out of it, if we come out of it, I do believe it's a when, but um, there'll be a lot of divorces and there'll be a lot of babies being born, you know. Like when you're forced to spend that amount of time with one person or a group of people and you don't see anyone else, mm. uh it's a wonderful thing, but it does put strain on relationships and whether that be a romantic relationship or a work relationship or your friends or whatever. Yeah. The dynamic has changed and in my experience 
I had been going through a very, very hard time in my own personal relationship and, um, you know, it was make or break, really, And I, but neither of us wanted to to leave and, and that's the song, even though it's about that, there's a lot of hope in it because the song is basically about saying, you know, we're both over this but neither of us want to leave and if you tell me to stay, please, that's all, that's all I want you to do is, is tell me to stay, you know, and, yeah, that's the, the message behind that one. So it took a pandemic for that conclusion to come to a head? Like... Um, no, I think, that, you know, there had been some struggles prior to that, but the pandemic kind of put other pressures mm-hmm. on on you as a person outside of that. So, you know, like I lost my day job, which outside of music I, I work um, also in the arts, but my, that job was kind of down the gurgler because it yeah. was in the arts and having a new baby and all, all, and then just everything kind of changing. It put a lot of outside pressure on something that was already perhaps in a bit of a fragile state. Mm. Yeah, I think getting through that uh, was, you know, a good indication that, that, that you do want to see it through, you know. If, if, you, if it's if things are that hard and that difficult, it's it's quite easy to walk away. But yeah, to, to stick it out, obviously we love each other <laughs> because it was a tough time. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, in speaking in sort of a music sort of side of things too, um, I saw a lot of bands break up in that same period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but usually, when I see that happening. I mean, like I said, I, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time. If you seriously can't hold out for six months to two months is what we basically had to hold out for mm. and can't figure out how to make that work, then why are you doing, why are you in this industry? This is, this is one of the reasons why I started the podcast in the first place. It's actually just past a year now that I started this podcast, mainly because of the fact of COVID couldn't see any of my music mates and they all had stuff to get out there and didn't know how to get it out. So I started this podcast thing. I figured out how, another thing I figured out was how to do podcasting. Um, <laughs> and I got them talking and the only times, a lot of the time I get, I, when I get to actually talk to my musician friends and peers is usually at a gig. There's yeah. usually beer involved or alcohol involved and a lot of noise in the background and a lot of, bullshit talked and this whole scenario of of the pandemic and everything people couldn't do that and yeah. my emotions came out and um because people were holding things in because they didn't get to see people face to face and made for more interesting interviews i can, I can guarantee you that because people <laughs> could get the stuff out and because they were talking, talking again, talking in the face-to-face. And a lot of the time, like I said, that I know a lot of these people and they haven't had a chance to talk to me on a face-to-face thing for more than 10 minutes without because it's always in passing or alcohol involved or noise and what's like that. So, yeah, yeah. This, this pandemic thing has 
being bad but good for the industry and bad and good for relationships. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, there's there's yeah. always going to be something good coming out of it. I mean, obviously, man, it inspired a single and helped you get this out, and it's a cool as shit single. So I, I'm trying to take what I can and learn from this whole process. I mean, like I said, I started producing shit. Um, you would know this, and a lot of my music, musician friends know this too, is, is the anxiety levels dropped. I don't know if, did you feel that? Apart from what you were dealing with on the outside there, but yeah, on the music I, industry I, level. Yeah, I did actually. It's funny you say that because I, I was, I don't, I get stressed. I, I have, I suffer from anxiety. Mm, and same. when, when I tour, I think, I think most arty people do in some, some way. <laughs> I was about to go on tour and that stresses me out. Yep. And uh, it was, life was about to get really busy and difficult. And I was feeling, I could feel the anxiety rising as that it was approaching and then this happened. And so I, it was, it was nice to take a break, like a forced break of, okay, well, mm. I'm not doing that now, and then just focusing on other things and, mm. and gardening and just doing mundane stuff around the house and no, not feeling like, oh, I'm not working hard enough or I should be doing this, I should be doing that, I should be preparing for this. You it fucking just nailed felt, it. Yes, that, I loved that. It was so good. And But then I started, then there was a bit of a shift where I started seeing all these, you know, like you can learn this free course and, and, and write, 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 use this time to write. And it's like I just didn't feel, I, I didn't yep. feel like it. I just wanted to take that time to do other things. Yep. And then, you know, Hold You was written, but it was just like one of the songs, you know, like it wasn't because it had to, it just came out. And, yeah, I liked that. I liked the change of pace and the pressure being taken off and, and knowing that everyone else was in the same boat, you know. Mm. I didn't pick yeah. up my bass for three months. Yeah, right. I was busy learning, like learning this shit, and and I had a, I, um my uh, first year anniversary with my wife basically came in May, so a month into COVID, basically, or a month yeah. and a half into COVID, and she bought me a um a MIDI synth, so I was just going, oh, I've got some new toys to play with here and figure out some. I like I like different I like since I'm a soft spot I got I'm an 80s and 90s kid so yeah, yeah. all those noises are fucking cool yeah I, yeah I like very that. rarely get a chance <laughs> to actually sort of seek them into all the stuff I like doing but now I can and yeah but yeah I mean I, I I went back to baking I used to be a baker like 20 years ago oh wow cool I I only do it occasionally but I started baking brownies like not those brownies but brownies and yeah. <laughs> just scones and and just just all sorts of stuff and, and i felt enjoyment for it and i'd basically because my work didn't stop my work actually kept going my workload actually mm-hmm. tripled <clears throat> wow because it a lot of it shifted online and because people couldn't go anywhere they were buying stuff and yeah my mm-hmm. everyone else was just going oh it's nice and relaxing but yeah my day at work would be still full on but yeah outside of that you're right it was it was like a like a breather yeah 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 so that's good um i want to talk you about the film clip 
mm-hmm. very 80s inspired sort of stuff. I, I was getting some serious aha take on me sort of vibes happening with that one. Could it be a bit of influence? Um, or maybe not so much, but it's definitely it's definitely eighties. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the 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 venue itself is all still very it's very old and it it hasn't had heaps of work done to it. So <laughs> the inside it's just great, you know. Like I just wish we could have. There's only so much you can put in a video clip, but there's so many shots inside that venue that are just uh, ah. Where is that roller skating rig? Where is it? It's up in Cairns, um, Cairns Roller Skating Association, and they had they they were shut because of the pandemic. Mm. So we were lucky enough to be able to use the venue, and there was no one in it. And they lent us like thirty pairs of skates. Oh, wicked! Oh, it was great. And I put a call out on Facebook and said, you know. Who can skate? Please get in touch. We had about 20, 30 people come forward and the vibe in the room, it was so great. There were so many, as I walked around, Mm. all I could hear was either laughter or people reminiscing about their skating days. And there were some, some women there that had skates from the 80s that they still (laughs) have today, you know, and the only thing that's different from them are the laces and, um, everyone kind of reliving their past uh, memories. And th- there was this one story that really captured me and it was these uh, two friends and they see each other here and there. But when they get together every so often, they'll get their skates out and it's for a really important occasion. And so mm-hmm. one was, and one of them was getting married, they went, they went skating together. And then for one of their They've been um, childhood friends all their life and they're like in their 50s now. Mm-hmm. And and when one of the, when they were younger, one of their dads turned 60, so they got the skates out and they went for a big skate. And then when he died, they got the skates out again for his funeral. So it's like this pattern of things. And oh. Oh, just, oh, there were so many, so many cool stories There's like a song that. There's in that. Oh, there is, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just unexpectedly cool you know yeah the wheels of emotion yeah yeah totally there is a song in that because <laughs> uh, i was up in cairns in october last year i think i swear it was october late october early november yeah i was up there on business and it was it was weird being up there is things starting to come back a little bit there was it still pretty dead uh still pretty dead mm. yeah like cans relies so heavily on tourism I know. but even before that there has been quite a large number of oh god this whole nother podcast but the, you know the this is just stupid yeah. and there's been a lot of closures of venues and things I like that. I have seen that. I mean, I'll, I'll be up there with Barefoot in August, I th- believe. Where are you playing in August? Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't book the gigs. I just know where we're going. Yeah, um, tell me to be there. I think, the, is the Jack still around? Yep. I'm yep. pretty sure, because we've, we've played there before, I'm pretty sure we'll be playing there. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk after this and I'll put it in the diary. Oh, I've got to find the dates. Um, I do know it's in August, some, like towards the end of August sometime. 
but, but yeah, I'll be there. Because it, 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 I did get, because I was actually staying more in, um, not Port Douglas. Um, Palm Cove? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the where the little resort is and a real pretty sort of strip, right? And yeah. Kind, yeah. Of, kind of reminds me of like Noosa, but not as pretentious. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I stayed there on business, um, and that was that was lovely. Went there, went to dinner there, and that sort of stuff. But yeah, as soon as you get back into Cairns, it it's just a weird vibe, man. And last time I was there, yeah. before that, yeah, it was bustling. So yeah, it's a real shame. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, there just seems to be like for me, uh, traveling. I love traveling. Like if that's. My, my heart is in music, travel, and animals. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, if I wasn't doing music, I would try and do one of the other two. But, you know, when you go all over the world, the places that really capture your heart and that have such good energy are places that are spilling with art and music yeah. for me. And surely I'm not being biased. Surely other human beings that aren't musical feel the same way. Oh, yeah, so, easily. Yeah, I think there's just the problem is is that people complain all the time. And people complain about everything and anything just for the sake of complaining. And so to try and make everybody happy, rules get put in place, <laughs> such as you can't have live music here and you can't have like a busker there and you can't have this there because it upsets Joe Blow that's just bought a unit right next door and it's like why'd you buy a unit in the middle of the street if you want peace and quiet this is move this is out of town this is the sunshine coast through and through man but we're actually coming back the opposite way now and we are having sort of certain areas where you're just going you know what you you don't have a say not quite not quite as strong as the valley in brizzy where that has a designated entertainment i mean nambor itself has actually got a designated entertainment precinct but there's still some fucking red tape um whereas, yeah i know whereas the valleys like if you move there and you make a complaint screw you like seriously yeah, as it should be. Yeah. it's like moving on top of a fish and chip shop and then complaining that you don't like the smell of fish like what it was there first <laughs> go away but go I somewhere else there. I didn't do my research. I bought there. I have every right. No, go away. I want to I buy a house here because it's 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 bustling and full of activity. And yes. then buy a house and go. It's loud from all this bustle and activity. That's West End. Uh, that that the gentrification of West End, mate. That broke my heart when I saw that change because West End used to be this whole vibe of creativity and and arts and culture and music, and then. The ones that wanted to be hipsters but had money came in and fucked it up. That basically gentrified oh. everything. Oh, right. Because I, I lived when I, I'm from Brisbane originally and when I left school, mm. I share house lived in West End and it was great, yep. you know, like long, that was a long time ago now. But um, it was awesome. I'm sad to hear that. Mm. I mean, the valley's still fine. And in the city is okay. West End still has some great venues, but nowhere yeah. near, nowhere near is what it was, man. Like, because uh, West End and the Valley always had that weird sort of like you, people that go West End go to go the Valley, and people in the Valley don't go to West yeah. End. And yeah, no, Valley used to be always designated being like sort of the Indian and like rock and heavy sort of stuff, and West End was 
where the rootsy kind of people went and the leftist center people would always sort of go towards that because it was a, it was leftist center and now it's yeah now it's yeah no, oh, that's a shame. Ah, I'm sure. Like the the venues that still keep on going, uh, uh, flying the flag loud, loud and proud. I guess, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, because I'm playing in one of them on Saturday. Which one? Bitter lady. Bitter lady. Yay! They've um. Yeah, I that... think they expanded too. Oh, cool. So yeah, because cool. it used to be a tiny. Because you would have been playing in a tiny back room there, which would have had like a. 100 capacity outside of COVID, but now I'm pretty sure they're 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 twice the size now. From oh, from wow. what I know, I, from what I know, <laughs> don't quite yeah, be honest, oh, though. It's been a few years since I've been there, but um, mm. I've always liked that venue. I think it's got a nice vibe to it. So and yeah, that just remind me because you are coming back our way. You're playing Sunshine Sounds Festival. Yes, yeah. I am, and it's actually like literally what two and a bit weeks away. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's the first weekend of oh. May, yeah? Yep, I was just looking at flights yesterday, so, yeah, it's around the corner. Sick. That very actually cool. looks like a very cool um, festival. I won't be there because I'll be playing at Aussie World on the Saturday. Oh, cool. With some pirates. <laughs> no, seriously, Lagerstein, I interviewed him. That was the last podcast I did. Um, Joel from Lagerstein, that was the pirate metal yeah. yeah, so I'm hanging around with some rum-drinking pirate medals oh, instead of seeing the likes of you and Katie Noonan, who is absolutely amazing. I love Noons. Um, and Andrew yeah. Coe and, and Band of Frequencies. All, all, I'm name-checking here. I know all these people. It's, it'd be a rad festival. It's a great lineup. yeah. Oh, um, solid lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm on the Sunday morning. Uh, so I think I'm going to all of the all of the accommodation is booked out. So I was lucky enough to get onto a friend's couch in the area, and I'll be <laughs> partying away on the Saturday night to all the bands, which will be fun. And then get up bright and bushy for my set on Sunday morning. Oof, hard. That's harsh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it'll be good. It. it I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while since I've been to a festival, you know, so, yeah, I love festivals. How long has it been since you've been down here on the coast? Um, oh, God, that's been some time. It's been ages since I've played that way, but mum and dad, when every time I go back to Brisbane, I go and stay at mum and dad's, and they live in Samford, which yeah. is north. Yeah, so they often take myself and the dogs to Redcliffe, or walks with the dogs. That's still not coast. Like that. That's still Brisbane. It, you, you reckon? Yeah. Nah, that Redcliffe ain't, ain't us. Nah. <laughs> nah. It's kind of... It has, it has the BGs and that, that's the only good thing about it, basically. <laughs> you know, it's been... Oh, ow, no, hang on. Um, my husband's dad lives in Obi Obi. That's that's <laughs> coast. That's hinterland, mate. That's, that's a tricky place. Yeah. 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 So, but even then, that's been a couple of years. So I'm excited. I'm, I love you, Mundy. Mundy's a really pretty little town. I'm looking it's forward to it. It's not that little anymore, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I went to the new Mundy markets there a it's couple still, of years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, get it still a park. is. It still like, is. Full on. The pub there, the Imperial pub there has actually um, come a long way, though, and they've got their own distillery there. Oh, so right. They're doing their own gin now, I believe. 
yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, your Monday's come a long way, but it's definitely getting the real Noosa hinterland vibes to it now. Like, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest advocate of Noosa, so sorry, Noosa people, but I'm really not. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just can't. And my wife loves it. <laughs> we go out there occasionally, but it just, oh, Noosa. Um. But your Monday, I still love. <laughs> Um, yeah, but that'd be cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, leaving the kids at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a fun. little bit of a break for you at least, anyway. And then you'd be back for Mother's Day the following weekend, anyway. So, yeah. oh, is it? Oh, okay, radio. Good timing. Yeah, I just yes. just reminded you. <laughs> Better pop that on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you surely was. Well, that's the that's the last date of your tour, isn't it? The Sunshine Sounds one. Yes. Yeah. yeah they're the last couple of shows. Yeah. What, For now. What date are you playing the Bearded Lady? This Saturday. Oh shit. Seventeenth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For so my friend Ros Papalado, best known for her work with Women in Docks. Yep. Um, she is releasing her brand new single under her own solo stuff, Ros Papalato. And we're, we're great mates, but she's also my boss at where I work up here in Cairns at the Tanks. So, yeah, I'm really excited when she asked if I'd play a few songs for her. I was straight away, yes, because it just um, means a lot to me to be able to support a good friend and fellow musician. So, that will be Saturday at the Bearded Lady, and it's a matinee show, so Ooh. two until five or something, so there's still time for dinner and drinks afterwards. Early one. Yeah, we can all be in bed by nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Okay. I'm stunned. There was, um, how long has it been since you, because you played Soul Bar, haven't you? You've played it a few times. Yeah, yeah. ages ago though now. Mm. Yeah, because when, when, when all the changes came into effect um, and when the bands started coming back, but they started doing the shows earlier. And a lot of the time we're actually finished by like 10 o'clock or even 10.30 and it's such a change. But at the same time though, I mean, like I'm in my 40s, I'm like, yes, I get to go home and have an early night and go to bed and wake up not hungover the next morning. I know. God, we've changed. <laughs> this is the new so... rock and roll, people. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But it's good. I love an early show. I, I love it. Then I get to, you know, knock off and yarn and yeah. all that stuff. It's good fun. Actually, a matinee show sounds pretty cool. I mean, I'll be working on Saturday and won't be able to do that. But I kind of like the idea of that now. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think we can go forward. Mm. Mate, we're we're at thirty seven minutes now, so we'll wrap this up. That's a pretty good little pretty good little chat. Um Oh, actually, before we do that, the name change. Yeah. Because hmm. everyone knows you <laughs> as Leanne Tennant and you've just gone by L T, which is pretty fucking obvious as to like where that Yeah. Came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. I mean that that involves a lot of branding, that sort of stuff too. So what happens with your like digital distribution and all that sort of shit? Um, it was a fucking mammoth I task. Bet. <laughs> because even though I have thought about it and discussed it for years now, mm. actually making the decision to do it, I decided to do it like six weeks out from the single being released. Oh. 
<laughs> I nearly, I nearly quit music. idea. Anyway, <laughs> so but but anyway, I got through it, and I, I am glad I did it. I wish I did it much much earlier, but it just kind of. Uh, it, it makes sense. Everyone calls me LT mm. and they do, they have done for some time. Leanne Tennant always for the history of my life has been spelt wrong. It's not a name that's easy to kind of remember. And Are they spell. missing an N? Oh, I've had, I've had Leanne Turnat, T-E-R-N-A-T, Tennant, T-E-N-N-A-N-T, uh, just the list goes on and every time, you know, every time I'm on the phone and I'm talking to, you know, like Optus or whatever, whoever, I always go, it's Leanne, T for Tom, E, double N for Nelly, <laughs> and T for Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of was like, right, I'm, I'm going to do this and just make the leap and just get it done. And, mm. you know, sure, there'll be some people that may, I may be a little bit harder to find, but... In the long run, I think it's it's just kind of simplifies things. So I had to change all my artwork for mm. all my other releases. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not reprinting those, but digitally, mm. all of that had yeah. to get changed. It's just a pain. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was a bit bit of a mission. There's there's a couple of other reasons as well why why I decided to change it, but I'll probably fill you in on that. Mm. Off record, but um, it it just felt right, and I'm glad I did. It's it's nice to have a separation as well. From well it makes for a pretty cool logo too, because you can just do the L and the T and sort of make it into a boxy kind of thing. It'd be pretty cool. The rad logo, I, I love it. It's just it's just simple and easy. Yeah. yeah. So, but ladies and gentlemen, if you choose to um, change your artist name halfway through your career. It's a pain in the ass. Just, just so you know. Give yourself more than six weeks you know? <laughs> before you release something. Twenty-four months. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. All right, let's wrap this up. That was great chat, mate. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Leanne Tennant, I will LT. Um, I will put hold you the link to hold you in the description below in the video, and also include in the in the Spotify description. Blah blah blah. Um, catch you at Sun. Oh, I won't, but people can catch you at Sunshine Sounds Festival on the first weekend of May. Still, some tickets yep. available for that one, but that's got a kill on it with Katie Noonan, uh, Andrew Kerwin with her full band. That's her. I think that's her album. Third one. Yeah. Yeah. For Bloom, which should be well worth checking out because she'll have the big band for that. Um, <gasps> mm, I mean, I love Andrew. Andrew's and Peace Run Records is just around the corner from my house, like literally like a five-minute walk. Oh, she's so inspiring. She's so inspiring. I- I've never met her. but Mate, she's an absolute are... queen just and she the nicest it. person. I sent her a message because she did something last year, I think, where she decided to remove all of her stuff from Spotify yeah, and yep, yep. put it on Bandcamp. And I, I was like, oh, Very brave damn, move, hey. Brave and inspiring. And I sent her a message and just said thank you for mm. doing something like that and giving other artists such as myself. She does a lot, mate. If you can find her at the festival, go sit and just go sit down and have a, have a, have a chai tea with her and just, yeah. just have a good yeah. talk because she's an absolute legend. I have the utmost respect for her and 
Um, she does a lot for here, a lot more than what I, mean, I do a lot, but she does she does a shitload more without people realizing it. Um, yeah, Banner frequencies too, absolute legends. I don't know if you've seen them live. No, I haven't. Mate, be prepared for the absolute groove because cool. one of the best eclectic group of musicians I know of on the Sunshine Coast. I mean, OJ on bass plays for John Butler Trio. Um, Shannon what? Shannon Carroll is an absolute funny dude and also, side note, appears in an inner circle film clip from the 1990s. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the fun. That he, lo- he, loves, he loves that story. Um, <laughs> and a gun on uh, – Brody Graham on guitar and the, a gun on keys and just – Mate, the, the whole lineup that uh, Maisha's playing. Sahara Bear. Oh, I haven't seen Sahara in a long time. Um, yeah, I'm kind of jealous I'm not going to be there, to be honest with you. Really, really killer lineup. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Sunshine Sounds. Anyway, we'll wrap this up and I'll have a quick chat to you too after this while I'm waiting for my dinner, but dinner will be ready soon. Ha <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Leanne Tennant, LT. Thank you. I sincerely hope you enjoyed that one. I loved it. Um, Leanne's an absolute champion and a fantastic songwriter too. So go check out Holger and also previous stuff. And if you're going to Sunshine Sounds Festival, do check her out while she's there. Well worth it. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for um, listening to my ramblings. And uh, there are more podcasts coming, as I always say, because there are. I keep on getting it up for all the time, which is cool, but also exhausting. Thank you for supporting local music, live music, Australian music, all sorts of music. You guys are legends. Check you next time. 